Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here with one of our new guest hosts, uh, Sean. Sean, how are you doing today? Really good, Lukey. Thank you. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So Sean comes from a background of business and a bit of marketing, customer experience, things like that. Uh, so if you can tell us a little bit about uh, what you're doing now, and then we'll go back in time and talk about Sean as a kid. So Sean, what are you up to these days? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I am a management consultant um, at one of the big four firms, and I'm focusing on solving you know, any sort of businesses, operational and strategic issues uh, and helping them become, you know, more optimized, more efficient uh, and just operate better. Um, It's a really exciting field and I'm very pleased to be a part of it and grateful for the opportunities to work with some really awesome clients and be able to make an impact in their business. Sounds good. So in typical consulting fashion, a lot of like big buzzwords and stuff like that, <laughs> we'll get into a little bit about that more. <laughs> yeah. So if we can kind of go back in time and uh, think about, well, what was Sean like as a kid? So what, what are some of the earliest, uh, fondest uh, childhood memories that you have, Sean? Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, as a kid, I, I remember being very positive. Um, I enjoyed, you know, playing outside a lot. And uh, I actually didn't grow up having any video game consoles or spending a lot of time on the computer, but really my, my parents, um, encouraged, uh, me and my younger sister to, you know, like go outside and go to the park and things like that. So a lot of my memories are just, you know, playing in the backyard and going up to the, to the park to play. Um, and I feel like now that's, uh, helped me in my adulthood, just appreciate that a little bit more rather than in my downtime, you know, spending it on, on a computer game or something like that. Um, and yeah, I think for me, school was a big focus in my childhood. So, Mm. um, my parents are actually both, uh, in education and that was always a focus in our home, you know, to be really thinking about school and, and really focusing on that. Um, so, you know, was always working and studying, um, you know, going to extra sort of tutoring sessions on the weekend to make sure that I was, uh, up to date on, on, on everything that was coming in the year ahead. And um, I would say that it was very fond because for me, that helped sort of solidify an appreciation for learning. And that was something that, you know, I hold very near and dear to me now. And especially in consulting, um, you always have to be learning about new industries and new clients and new approaches. So that's something that I feel started in my childhood, but still really appreciate today and um, in how I sort of think about careers and approaching new things. And even just on the personal side too, like thinking about, you know, if you want to try a new hobby or if you want to try a new activity, having the willingness to learn that, which isn't always the most comfortable thing, I would say. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Because when you're learning something, you're outside of your comfort zone. And, and oftentimes you're uncomfortable uh, as you're starting to get into it. And uh, being uncomfortable is, is not fun, <laughs> right? exactly. uh, especially if it's something totally new and, and you kind of suck at it at first, too. Uh, and then only after uh, a few times you actually get the decent, good, and then uh, you're, you're actually uh, pretty pretty great at it eventually, if, if you want to, right? Um, and I'd love if you talked a little bit about some of those, some more about those influences. So you had your parents, obviously, in education. Were you a good student at that time? And was like like uh, studying and, and marks easy for you? Or was that a challenging uh, aspect of, of growing up? I think, yeah, I mean, I think that um, 
eventually as I got into maybe, you know, grade four or five, six, like the higher grades, um, I, I started to be a really top student. Um, and, uh, in, and that was, I would say in, in some subjects came more naturally to me than others. Um, but you know, at home, the conversations were like, oh, why didn't you get this grade in, in the subject? But, oh, like, you're really skilled at math and, and language, for example, um, and your science mark isn't as high, but mm. uh, but that's okay, right? And your art mark, for example, is not as high, but that's okay. And then it was just more about thinking like, oh, hey, I know that I'm really good at some things and maybe not as good as other things. And, and to me, then that just again, like when I focused on the learning, like, am I learning something then through the process, like maybe at the midterm mark, I wasn't the highest grade, but was able to turn that around by the end by just focusing on that learning process. Right. Um, and you know, as I'm reflecting on that and thinking about that now, I'm like, this is the advice that I wish I was hearing like about <laughs> university and things like that. Um, because when I think I, I somehow, you know, gravitated away from that, especially as it was probably in uh, high school towards the end where you're just so focused on getting the top grades because you want to get into your university programs and focusing on that, right? Um, sure. And along the way, losing a little bit of that learning focus and more going towards like, oh, I just need to get that grade because I need to get into the program. Right. And um, and I think that that's, you know, I mean, I, I know we'll, we'll get into the, the stuff I wish I knew uh, a bit later, but <laughs> it is it is something that I think if I go back and tell myself, it's like everything does end up working out, but really try to focus on like, what are you good at and what do you want to do? And from there, like when you put in that energy towards that, it ends up being better than like, oh my God, I just need to get that 90 in that course and do whatever it takes to get there. For sure, I, I'm reminded of some folks that uh, top performing from a from a study perspective or academic perspective, but some of them will actually pick like the easy course, which they know they can get a high grade, versus yeah. the more challenging course that they're more interested in and they know they'll probably learn more, just because there is that uh, kind of perception of, of, of failure and like you, you need that the high marks, a high GPA, and things like that. Uh, which, uh, if we didn't have that, I'm Think the world would be a very a much more interesting place <laughs> where more yeah. people could try those types of things so i think it's a good piece of advice for folks to, to consider now it doesn't make it easier when uh oh, you no. could have had a high mark on one thing and you don't end up even though you sort of love it more um but i mean it, it's choices that we make and i'd love for you walk through a little bit about um, that interest in, in in business so you ultimately went into uh, different sorts of business school uh taking an mba as well but where did that come from like was it uh, kind of your parents nurturing you and saying hey you have this aptitude for it or were there other influences that kind of uh, put you along that path? Yeah, honestly, I would say that I was really confused in high school. Um, <laughs> I didn't know really what, I think because of that, oh, I had a lot of interest and tried a lot of things and focused on that learning. Um, I could really see myself in different fields. So uh, in elementary school, for example, I didn't really like science too much, but okay. as I got into high school, I actually started enjoying science a lot more and, uh, was really into chemistry of all things. And I was like, oh, can I see myself being like a chemical engineer or studying chemistry? And, uh, I had applied to those programs. Um, and, uh, I then also was like, oh, you know, business, I think that that's really interesting, but didn't really know what business entailed. Um, but applied to like a couple of business school programs. And even then within that, uh, some business programs uh, in undergrad are a little bit more specialized. So I had applied to uh, an accounting program at Waterloo. 
Um, so had a couple of things that I was considering all the way from like engineering to uh, sciences, life sciences, and then business programs. Um, and on the side of that, though, in high school, I actually got really interested in photography as well. Okay. And um, it was uh, one of one of my um, uh, my friends in the photography club even suggested like, oh, are you going to apply to any sort of like arts programs in photography? Uh, I didn't end up doing that, but it was a nice <laughs> sort of compliment from them. They actually pursued that route to in and uh, they're they're a photographer um, now. And I thought, oh, OK, like that's now just reflecting back. I'm like, oh, that's really nice that they they thought of me in that light, too. Um, <laughs> But uh, but ultimately, I think what I was narrowing it down to was um, uh, like a life science sort of approach or a business route. And uh, when I was talking to you in high school, um, really, like my parents were supportive of any direction that I wanted to go in. Um, so okay. then I just talked to, you know, a couple of family friends and uh, some teachers as well to just get their their opinions, some guidance counselors and really grateful for those those mentors at the time who who helped kind of give that first, um, you know, advice and that really big sort of milestone that that I would say a student has to make in their life where they're now deciding on some different routes that, you know, before for the last you know, 16 to 18 years, it was really prescribed for you where you're going, sure. just going to the next grade and all your friends are doing the same thing. And now it's like, oh, you have to kind of take a step by yourself. Right. Um, so really grateful for those, those folks. And, um, I made sort of like the pros and cons list of each of the programs and, uh, you know, just ranked that and then visited some of the campuses on like my top three choices and um, ultimately made the decision to go to Schulich, so the business school at York University. And um, that's, uh, don't, don't, I don't regret it. It was a good decision and I'm really happy with how everything turned out, but definitely in the first year, um, actually maybe even first two years was quite difficult. And, you know, I was used to kind of being that top performing student in high school and doing what it takes to get the grade and then saw my grades really take a dive and that sort of affected <laughs> me and thinking like oh shoot like did I make the right choice was this actually a good decision um but uh but I think that was all part of the process and and when I shifted away from that focus on oh like just trying to get the grades and focusing on the learning and focusing on what i was doing in in university um that helped a lot um and you know speaking of kind of you know influences and, and people um i had quite a number of professors in in university i would say who really helped me a lot think about what direction i wanted to go in and um you know as i mentioned entering entering business school i didn't really have an idea too much of what i wanted to do and uh, i thought oh you know I see a lot of uh, accountants in sort of like the community and, and family friends and people that I know. Um, and I know that, you know, at like there's a lot of people that go into accounting. So maybe I'll take that route. And in second year of university, um, my, my marketing professor, Professor McGrain, she really helped me sort of think about that a little bit more um, and think about why maybe marketing would be a really great you know, choice for me to go into. And um, I remember just like having coffee with her and her saying like, are you, are you sure you really want to be an accountant? <laughs> and uh, I was like, well, I'm not, I'm actually not sure. I don't think so. And she's like, oh, maybe you should look into marketing and, and thinking about that. And um, I really enjoyed her class. 
Um, and actually, I didn't even get the best mark in her class. I think I got like maybe a 75, um, which, uh, but I think just at that point, I was like, oh, I really just enjoy the work. Um, I enjoy the learning that I had there. And, uh, and that, you know, helped me direct my attention a little bit more. Um, and then when I had a professor in marketing in fourth year, which at, uh, in third and fourth year, you get to take a little bit more specialized marketing courses. It's not just general, um, you know, kind of overall marketing. It's more specific yep. in like brand management or digital marketing or customer experience um, or consumer behavior. So it was actually my uh, digital marketing professor, Professor Humayun, and she was like, oh, like you're really talented. And at that point, then I, I had kind of, you know, solidified that, oh, like this is what I'm interested in. This is what I want to do. Um, and, uh, and I ended up doing really well in her class. And, um, after in fourth year, then before I, I started working at Walmart, I had an internship at L'Oreal, which is like one of the biggest sort of marketing centric companies. Uh, and I was working in digital marketing there. So that was a really kind of full circle moment where I went from in first year, not really knowing too much about what I wanted to do, thinking about, you know, Oh, like maybe accounting to having this professor who was able to, to shed a little bit of light on her experience working and in marketing and then teaching marketing students, specializing in that, and then, you know, entering the field. And, um, there's a lot of other folks along the way too, but I would say those, those two professors in my undergrad, um, and now actually in my, when I just wrapped up my, my MBA, professor Kiesler, he was really quite, um, an instrumental professor for me too. And just, the way that I think about problem solving. And um, although the, the course was in marketing, um, the approaches I would say that he shared in class and in, in our conversations were more focused on bringing up beyond kind of marketing and thinking about like how you can really make an impact um, on the world through the work that you do. And uh, I really liked that and, and thought that, hey, that that really, you know, it's, it's really eye-opening that you know, even from the little experiences, maybe that we design through an email um, or through, you know, an in-store activation um, or whatever it may be, can have really big uh, impacts on being inclusive and sharing, you know, something, a bigger picture with, with people. And even if it just impacts one person, then, then it's worth it. So he really helped kind of open my eyes to that as well. That's awesome. So a lot of great information to, to unpack in that. And then what uh, kind of comes to mind for me is uh, the importance of if, if you are uh, one of those professors or those mentors or, or people that actually identify uh, something in someone or just kind of mention, hey, have mm. you thought about this or that? Sometimes those moments can be game changers or life changers for, for many people. So I'm kind of uh, interested in, in whether you could like tag these professors and say, hey, <laughs> did you know that you changed the course of my, my life, my career, my trajectory, that sort of stuff? Uh, because sometimes folks don't really uh, have an appreciation of how impactful they could be in other people's lives. So uh, I think that would be very interesting to, to share. Uh, I like what you said about uh, like going for the learning versus the grade. And, and we alluded to that, uh, I guess, at the beginning of our conversation. Um, and I'd love if you are able to unpack a little bit, if we go back to the beginning of the, 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 what you were talking about, about the decision, because you had so many different possibilities, life sciences, uh, business, and, and well, maybe arts, but not exactly arts. But you, you mentioned like a pros and cons list and uh, visiting the different choices. But if, if you could kind of walk us through a little bit of some of the, what was on the pros and cons, what was some of the uh, evaluation, and then what actually kind of led to, you know what, I am going to pick business. Because if you could do anything and everything, why not? <laughs> right? So that much 
must not have been a, an easy decision. So if you can walk us through a little bit, and obviously it's going to be different for different people, but just to give an idea of, of that decision, I think would be very helpful for folks. So uh, yeah, if you could share a little bit about that, if you recall any of that, that, that would be appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. So I remember thinking about, okay, in really kind of then researching a little bit more about programs and, uh, you know, in some schools, for example, you might not be in like the business school right away from day one. It might be actually like a general stream. Um, so I looked at maybe like program structure and uh, subjects uh, as like the first kind of bucket in, in what I was exploring. Um, so at that point, I would say like, that's, you know, maybe a little bit more specific to like the business programs that I was looking at where, um, the accounting program at Waterloo, for example, was just, you know, it's all kind of like accounting and finance based. Whereas, sure. uh, at Chulik, it was a little bit more general in terms of like all business focus, but you got that breadth of, uh, of what you could explore in business. And then in, um, in, you know, for example, another school was, I was considering was Rotman, um, at University of Toronto and, in that program, actually, in your first year, you're in more of like the general arts and science kind of field. And then in your other, your subsequent years, you, you're in Rotman and, and taking those business courses, right? So, sure. um, that was, you know, looking at kind of like the program structure. That was one thing that I was exploring. Uh, the and other when, thing was when you talk about, about like some, the decision to go from math to business, cause that's already your, you've already decided on business, but sorry, mm -hmm. not, not math, the sciences, the, the Science. business, cause you, ha you were also exploring life sciences and engineering, you mentioned. Like yeah. to, to make that decision like what was what was that uh, yeah like? so i think with with the science and engineering side so i really was not a top student in physics um okay. <laughs> i knew that that was like one of my 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 subjects that i just like was not it was not clicking for me okay. um and uh and that's where i kind of at that point ruled out engineering a little bit i was like oh, i don't mm. really feel like i want to study this when i'm not very passionate about studying it right i think there's there's definitely subjects that you just kind of naturally gravitate to a little bit more um and physics i was like mm, i just really can't like that was the that was the homework that I was always like putting off to the to the last minute and um I think it was good that I you know was real with myself to be like I can't see myself studying this for for four years and, and continuing sure. that right so that was sure. sort of like ruling out the the engineering side um and then the uh the the part about you know science and sort of just evaluating those options like I was really thinking about well eventually I do want to you know work right I don't want to I don't at least at that time, I, I wasn't thinking about, oh, like spending, you know, doing master's degrees or, or you know, possibly right. PhDs or, or additional studying. Um, and I didn't really, I did, I didn't, I don't think I explored to the extent of like what you could do with a life science degree. But mm -hmm. I think just generally from what I was, when I was talking to people and sort of my very preliminary research and sort of like career quizzes uh, that you kind of do in, in high school through like civics and careers and stuff like that. I was like, oh, it seems like there's a lot more um, options if you study, you know, a business degree versus like a life science degree. And that was just my, you know, maybe my, my own bias from what I was picking up from, you know, the conversations that I was having for people or those through those kind of career tests. Um, so that's where I was like, oh, maybe business might give me some more options to think about. Um, and that's how I kind of ruled out science. But again, I think what I, what I recall as well is uh, when I was talking to even some of my, my science teachers, um, especially my, my physics one, I remember I was talking to him because I was like, oh, I, I don't think I want to do uh, engineering because I really don't really enjoy this this um, subject. But 
he actually, I guess, gave me some some good advice too, where he was like, well, do you see yourself really studying uh, like sciences for a few years? And um, and he's like, you're you're really good with with people, and you can really communicate well, and you have a lot of creative ideas. Um, and he's like, there might be something in in business too, right? And you know, just as we're, we're having this conversation now, like I, I remember that conversation. And when I told him, I was like, oh yeah, like, you know, I got into Schulich, I got into Rotman, I got into these, um, these business programs. And he's like, like, these are really great programs. Like, why, why are you even thinking twice about like going into one of these <laughs> ones? Right. Um, and I was like, oh, I mean, I, I guess that makes sense. Right. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think just reflecting on this, like, I'm very, very thankful for for all of these these teachers and and professors, um, and my my parents and and just different mentors and family friends who I've had along the way who've been able to to talk with me. And um, even uh, there's there's one mentor that I have, and I'm still in contact with him today, and uh, he's a Schulich grad as well. And I think just that conversation that um, that I had with him, where where I was like, oh, I think I. I think I'm gonna choose Schulich, um, and uh, and he's like, yeah, like it's a really great decision. And the um, the interesting thing is, is that he he actually did do the the CPA route, and he you know is a chartered accountant, um, but now works in actually in the retail industry um, in merchandising. So it was sort of you know close to what I was doing before when I was at Walmart before I moved to to um, my current position in consulting and um, even though you know I guess his career path and my career path is different it converged a little bit and um, he was able to kind of give me I, I always appreciate his advice because he never says like oh this is what I I did and you should do it too but he's like oh like mm-hmm. this is what you're doing and, and you're doing really great and think about that and and I always appreciate that in in mentors where they don't, you know, specifically say like, oh, this is what I did and you have to do that. But like, oh, this right. is what I did, but you're doing like a really great path too and kind of providing that that view. Um, so I always appreciate his his advice and he definitely helped me as well kind of solidify that. Oh, yeah, I think Shulik will be a good, good choice to go to. Sounds good. And what I took from that is make sure to have conversations because I do find that a lot of folks, they, they try to make the decisions themselves, right? They do a whole bunch of research on the internet and uh, yeah, pros and cons list or whatever. But uh, unless you have kind of that, those conversations where people who've been there done that, those mentors, as you'd mentioned, uh, yeah. that can be a, a big difference because uh, sometimes what you read online, well, that that's marketing <laughs> for that yeah. particular program, for that particular role, job, company, whatever, uh, versus yeah. someone who's been there and done that. And they can hopefully share some of the, the good and sometimes the not so good or, or the things that you have to watch out for and just be prepared so that your expectations are set. So I think that was helpful. And I'm wondering if you can kind of uh, move along from your uh undergrad days so you mentioned that that you landed a role at, at walmart how was that experience was that like easy uh did you kind of have that before you graduated or was tra- the transition from like the uh, undergrad into the working world was that was that pretty challenging yeah i mean so i was i was very fortunate that um when i was interviewing i went through sort of like the on-campus recruitment cycle um, but I would say that that wasn't always the case for me. I really struggled up until I would say third year actually getting an internship through the on-campus recruitment. So um, maybe I'll, I'll provide a little bit of light on how that works at, at York University. But basically, there's the postings that kind of come out through 
the campus portal and usually what happens and now kind of also being um, part of the recruitment at my firm. I know that there's sometimes like spots that are allocated for specific schools, for example, right, that you have. Um, and that's where the posting kind of goes to. And, and there's a little bit more of a tighter link between the HR at uh, the company and sort of like the campus uh, recruitment team or, or the the campus team that that facilitates those student placements versus, you know, you can find your own job sort of outside of that and applying to internships that are just generally posted or, or you know, full-time roles that are posted um, outside. So when I was in first and second year, really struggled a lot to find a job. And I remember applying to I mean, I actually still have like my list, I think in, in my first year, probably applied to like 30 internships or something like that. And then, um, in, uh, in second year, same sort of thing. Um, but a little bit lighter because I actually did, uh, so I, I ended up working in the, um, the Ontario government, uh, in my first summer of, uh, between okay. first and second year. And then they invited me back in the second summer. So I didn't apply to as many in the, in the second year, but I was like, oh, let me just, you know, put some feelers out and see what happens. Um, but in third year, and actually my, my manager at the government, um, she was a really amazing mentor too, because after my second year, she sort of said, you know what, you, you should really try working um, in a corporation too, to get that experience. And she's like, there's nothing more that we can really offer you here. Um, and uh, she gave me a really good um, piece of advice that I'll always remember. And now as I'm stepping into sort of manager roles, thinking about this, that, um, she said, my job as a manager is to coach you beyond your job. And, mm. uh, and I really liked that. And now, you know, when I have my teams thinking about, okay, like coaching them to the next level and beyond so that they can take that and, and run with it. Right. So, um, in, in that, uh, third year, you know, kind of September, I, I remember applying to, I think it was like a hundred internships. I applied mm -hmm. on campus, off campus, um, and ended up landing uh, an on-campus internship through Bell, and Bell was a really great uh, employer. They employ, you know, a lot of students in the summer through field roles and corporate roles. Um, and I was in their uh, their corporate internship program, um, which leads to actually like a grad program. So grad mm -hmm. programs are when organizations have that sort of like a rotation program where they choose students to be or new grads to be a part of uh, to get the opportunity to to work you know, in cross-functional teams, across the business. Um, and there's also, you know, some leadership development and training as part of that uh, as well. So um, in uh, in fourth year then, I was applying to all of those kind of like leadership programs and that was my uh, my goal to, to kind of get into that. And um, I ended up, uh, and, and consulting as well. You know, I think everyone tries to throw their hat in the ring for consulting and, and see what happens there. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I ended up getting some, some offers before, uh, before it was graduation and, um, uh, ultimately then ended up at Walmart in their, uh, leadership development program. And I would say the, the transition from school to work was not an easy one, um, which is why, you know, books the, like the ones that you've authored have really, uh, been helpful. I would say I would encourage students to, to reach out and, and even the resources that you put out to are, are super helpful to just help thinking about navigating that transition, because that is a pretty big milestone that you go through mm -hmm. after sort of that initial one of like, oh, choosing what university, but then thinking about, okay, like, what am I going to do now, right? And how do I adjust to this, this new pace? Um, so it wasn't an easy one, but 
I would say because I had sort of that leadership development piece as well, where we were working with, um, you know, there was a, the leadership development teams inside of the, the organization that facilitated sessions to, to help us think about career planning um, and thinking about, you know, how to work well in teams, understanding your personal brand, understanding your strengths. Um, those sessions were actually super valuable when you have a clear idea, like, um, for example, the, the true colors, I'm not sure if you've heard of that, where it's like, oh, like you have your, um, it, it's similar to like a sort of Myers-Briggs sort of test okay. where you have like colors that show your personality and like where your sort of strengths are. So okay. having that understanding, um, uh, and even like the, I remember doing the Hogan assessment. So there's a bunch of tests mm -hmm. that, that we, we had access to do. Um, but those really help you kind of deep dive and think about your, who you are. Um, and if you treat those, you know, kind of seriously and, and use them, um, you can then become a better worker and understand how you can, you know, most effectively function in the organization. So those sessions were, were super, super helpful and super valuable. And I'm very grateful for my time uh, at Walmart and uh, the leaders that I worked with that helped facilitate that. For sure. And uh, with, with those assessments, I mean, there's so many of them out there. And, and for me, it's less about like whether you're a, a blue or a J or a nine or whatever it is there. It's more like, well, how do you react to that? And mm -hmm. like, what does that, what resonates about that? What doesn't? Because I, I don't think these personality tests, like for you to distill the complexity of a human being into like four letters, yeah. a couple of colors or whatever, it's, it's not possible. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it is a very useful reflective tool for you to take a look at and say, okay, what do you think? And then ha start having conversations, take a different one, which shows you from a different perspective. What about this one and this one, this one? Uh, so they can be quite, quite eye opening and, and hopefully uh, they align <laughs> and, and pointing to particular characteristics. Uh, but, but make sure you don't kind of label yourself and keep yourself in whatever colors or numbers or letters that they, they keep you in. Um, but I love what, what you shared with, uh, all the different statistics that you went through. Um, so yeah, 30 internships is not a lot to be honest for you to apply to. So I generally say that if you want to kind of guarantee, uh, that you land an internship, it's like 100, 200 that, that you're really applying to. And it seems like in third year, you did just that, which is yeah. awesome. And that helped you ultimately to land into your fourth year. And uh, that obviously gave you a little bit more. Um, you were ahead of the game because some folks, uh, some of the students, they wait until fourth year to start <laughs> their job search versus yeah. you are at least uh, aware where I want to get a summer internship between my first, second, third year, that sort of thing. Um, and, and had all those uh, great uh, kind of coaching uh, along the way. But uh, yeah, for those students that are out there, yeah, make sure that you start your, your job search early. And that doesn't mean like uh, September of your fourth year. That uh, sometimes means your third or second or first year <laughs> yeah. to also uh, start that. So I think that was great. And as we uh, kind of start to, to wrap up, uh, I guess, the, the episode, if you want to talk about uh, your latest transition, obviously, into the consulting and maybe a little bit on your decision to go and take your, your MBA, uh, and then we'll, we'll end off with some of your, your swike. So uh, can you talk a little bit about the kind of most recent uh, events or the most recent work that you've been up to? Yeah, sounds good. So I... I, I was coming to a point where I had been at Walmart for almost four years and was just thinking about what's next. And, um, you know, back to my kind of comment on where I said, oh, like throwing my, my hat in the ring for consulting. Um, it was something that, you know, I thought, oh, it would, it would be so cool to, to do that. Right. And kind of when you're in business school, you're like, oh, like consultant, like that's, that sounds like such a cool job. <laughs> right. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, definitely my, my intro may have, may have been a little bit jargony, but, 
really what I, what I enjoy, I would say about the consulting spaces, you're continuously learning. I really appreciate and value that. And that's something that's been reflective of, of my childhood and sort of my approach. Um, I really like the, you know, kind of connecting with people, whether that's clients and internally, I think that has also been a very central part of, you know, the discussions and sort of my, my just being able to, to try a lot of things. I, I used to work a lot of customer service jobs as well, like in university, and I enjoyed that people aspect of things. Um, and finally, I would say just overall, the the impact that you get to have is is really cool to see. And, and um, you know, too, like you've, you've been in the consulting space too. It's, it's really such a great feeling when you wrap up an engagement and be able to look back and see like, wow, like you were playing a significant role in solving a complex problem that the client wasn't able to solve by themselves. And that's why they needed someone else to come in and, and provide that support. So it's a really, really fulfilling feeling to see that. Um, and that's, that's kind of what I would say is like the three buckets of what I'm doing in the consulting space now and sort of like the day to day is like, you know, working on that impact and problem solving, working with people and continuously learning. Um, and uh, my, my MBA, I would say was, so I, I, I decided to do a part-time program. Uh, I didn't want to leave the, uh, the workforce for, you know, a year or two years to go to a program. Uh, and there's a lot of great part-time programs now. And some of them actually are even online too. So you can go to schools in America um, and, right. and get sort of an online degree as well. But um, I decided to get to go back to Schulich. Um, I started in the pandemic and uh, it was online at that point. And then in 2022, switched to being in person. At the same time, I switched to working at, at uh, the firm, and I would say it's not anything I would recommend to do both uh, <laughs> switching jobs and joining consulting and doing um, uh, a part-time MBA. But uh, I think it all depends on like your mindset and what your goals are. And mm -hmm. um, uh, ultimately, now that everything is kind of wrapped up um, and I've reached the one-year mark at, at my firm, it's been a really great experience. And uh, I learned a lot about myself and what I was capable of. Um, and again, I think just my ambitions for going for an MBA was to focus on that learning piece. Um, in the pandemic, I think as well, it just, life started feeling a little bit weird. Um, I think everyone can relate to that where, you know, things just didn't feel that great. And uh, I missed sort of that community environment that school provided. I missed that sort of, I was actually in, in the pandemic taking a bunch of just those, you know, Coursera and Udemy courses. And um, I, I think even like at some point, maybe it was edX that was giving like you access to it for free or whatever, right? From from the, the the top, you know, Ivy schools and things like that. And I liked that, but I was like, oh, I, I wanna do a little bit, something a bit more formal. Um, and that kind of pushed me to just say, okay, you know what, let's let's take the leap and, and go for this now. And I would say that was another milestone to just say like, okay, you know what? You, you enjoy the learning process. You, you want to, you know, build that community again with, with school. Um, so I, I decided to, to apply and, uh, got in and, um, yeah, here I am a few years later, graduated and feels, feels really good. <laughs> Sounds good. And probably more adventures to come, but uh, if, if you can, and I know you've shared some of your swike already, uh, before, but if you want to, uh, I guess, uh, reiterate or kind of elaborate on some or mention some that you haven't. Uh, what is some of the swipe, the stuff I wish I knew earlier that you'd share with young Sean at various points in, in uh, his life? So yeah, what is some sure. of the swipe that you'd share? For sure. Um, 
And so, yeah, we, we've chatted about a few, but I would say um, thinking about like what your purpose is and what you want to do, right? And sort of through exploring those different uh, those different tests. And, and I like what you said too, Luke. It's like, you know, you can't, you can't really characterize someone based on like a letter or a color, but mm-hmm. just reflecting on that and thinking about, okay, like how does this align with my purpose or what am I seeing from this? What do I agree with? Or what maybe what do I not agree with? Um, and aligning that to sort of your, your ambitions and goals, right? And uh, being patient in the process. I would say that's that's one of the biggest things is like focusing on that, that purpose and that journey side. Um, the other point which uh, you elaborated on as well, I would say is, the importance of a network and, and speaking with people. Um, and uh, I think, you know, when I when I chat with students, um, it's really great when I see students, you know, putting themselves out there at the networking events and, and taking that opportunity to, uh, to meet people. Um, but maybe you don't have access to go to the events so easily. And that's where I would say it's like, you can put it on you actually yourself to build that network, right? To, to reach out to, um, you can start with like your family and family friends, um, mm-hmm. and then branching out to, you know, cold calling on, on LinkedIn. And you'd be surprised at how open people actually are to having that initial conversation to help out. Right. And, um, and then the last thing I would say is, uh, not compromising on, on who you are. I think that that's really important to be authentic and be true to yourself. Um, and again, kind of like linking back to your purpose and, and what you want to do, um, in life and in your career, uh, being intentional about that and being authentic. Um, I would say that those are the the three things that, uh, I would tell young Sean on the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Sounds good. Uh, a lot to unpack in each of those and probably episodes on their own. Uh, what, what I'll take for, for the purpose one is. Uh, trying to be a little bit more proactive. I think you alluded to it at the beginning where like the first 18 odd years of your life, you're kind of prescribed, like you have to do this. And then when you make that initial uh, choice to go to college, university or wherever, that's the real first decision that that, that people make. And then yeah. everything just becomes more and more decisions. But are you really proactive about that? Or are you just taking whatever you can get? So thinking about that, and it's it's, it's never too early. Now, when you're 12, you probably don't have the life experiences as someone who's 18 or 25, but uh, there's nothing to be said about you trying something and, and exploring and see what might be helpful. Uh, networking for sure, super important. I'm a huge advocate of that. I often uh, share the, the, the acronym FRANK for folks, mm. which is uh, uh, friends, relatives, acquaintances, neighbors, and then kids. Mm. And if you happen to be the kid, sometimes it's your friend's parents or your friend's parents' uh, uncles and aunts or whatever it is, uh, that could be super helpful for you to have those coffee chats and things like that. And uh, yeah, that whole authenticity part of that, well, that's again, another <laughs> aspect of it on your own. And you probably have to go out and explore to figure out like what is authentically you versus what do your parents want you to be yeah. versus what do your your older siblings, cousins, this and that expect from you, that sort of thing. Um, and, and really taking the time to uh, think about who, who you are there. So thanks so much, uh, Sean, for sparing your your swike. And, and obviously there's there's probably more to, to dive into in future episodes. But if you can share a little bit about uh, any future aspirations that we can look forward to. Uh, I know you have a, a little side project from a, a career consulting perspective. And, and we talked a little bit about like mindfulness and purpose and other things that you're also dabbling into. Uh, and then when, where can folks uh, connect with you? So uh, connecting and then some of the future aspirations. Yeah, so if you can share a little bit of that, absolutely. that'd be great. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks for asking, Luki. So yeah, happy to connect with, with any of the viewers through LinkedIn. My name is Sean Jessa. Um, I'm happy to happy to chat with um, with any viewers who would find the conversation useful. Um, in terms of future aspirations, I mean, right now I'm really enjoying the uh, the consulting space. It's uh, it's pretty exciting, and 
I've only been here for one year, so looking to continue to grow there. Um, but uh, in terms of you know what else is on the horizon, so I just finished my my master's, which was which was big. But um, speaking about that that professor again, Professor Kiesler, he really opened my eyes to uh, to something new. And um, one thing that I've been really interested in is you know exploring kind of like the implications of technology that we're having on society. Um, and I guess that sort of links back to my you know thinking about mindfulness as well as that. We are living in such a digital age, uh, and I think that it's important to be aware of that and know how that kind of impacts you. And that's why uh, I've actually been spending a lot more time off of you know my screen whenever I do get the chance. Like work, you're so into it, and uh, for for sort of my activities outside of work, I'm really trying to be mindful about that, and uh, you know doing some outdoor activities like running and. Now the weather's getting a lot nicer, so looking forward to, to more of that time. But um, yeah, that's what's kind of uh, going on with me in terms of now and looking to the future. Sounds good. So looking forward to those updates and shout out to all the professors and the teachers out there that are making lots of impact to their students. Yes. And uh, thanks again for joining Sean and sharing your swike and uh, hope for a future episode. Thanks, Luke. I would love that. Take care. Take care. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the swike. Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at LukiDanu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.